0: Hey, Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. Welcome back to Love on the Brain with the Quails. It's been a nice two-week break for me, not thinking about this show too much. Uh, Before our little hiatus, I was dreaming of turtlenecks and cliches and Chris Harrison's face, so I'm glad to have a little reset, I believe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's been nice to take some time off.
0: It's Sometimes you get too intense. You know, I've been doing a lot of intense self-analyzation in 2021 with a real attempt at bettering and healing myself, so the show is getting a little harder, a little bit harder (laughs) and harder to watch, to be perfectly honest, and each week I've been feeling more mentally healthy, so I barely made it through the women tell all from the past week i remember i have a couple memories from it vicky still trying to play the victim card a little bit serena P still looking beautiful and people seem to hate katie now for some reason i'm not really sure did you happen to catch the wta jamie
1: you know i've i've seen clips but it it it's there's resistance in it for me, too, because I think almost every season it just feels like, especially with the women, they just yell at each other and it's just hard to And we've been seeing that watch. all season. Exactly. And I'm just over it. So yeah, I don't
0: think there's anything new that I came up. I was resistant.
1: Up. I just know that, like, it just sounds like there was stuff that wasn't shown, some of the women are trying to say. and yeah, it we on knew. Katie, but I just don't... I I don't see how what she did was wrong, in my opinion. I don't know.
0: I don't trust. And I think when you get into clicks,
1: it's just you didn't want to be told on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you don't want the secrets to get out. I don't think the viewer is missing much by us passing it by. I think we'll be pretty good. Again, it's still in the way it kind of feels to me like this whole season might just be like Katie's pandemic fever dream. Where she's the only <laughs> one acting like she understands the real world and, and, and emotions and everyone else is just like a fucking freakazoid. But what? I'm still rooting for her to be Bachelorette. I think. I still think she would be the most like level headed while yeah. still being entertaining.
1: I feel like I read somewhere that it was confirmed that she's not in the running.
0: Right. And I've heard multiple confirmations on both sides coming out i'm trying not to look too much we won't know which is probably fine uh there's gonna be some (laughs) other good options too we'll see i just really like again i still think katie's getting the short end of the stick when she has done nothing but be cool i follow her instagram it's a little much but (laughs) but but i mean that's what she's trying to do and she's being herself and i can respect that and i think she's a cutie okay all right. Anyway, let's move on to the, another big situation that uh, hopefully most people have forgotten about. It's not a great thing. There's We talk about a lot of different bachelor podcasts on, on our podcast because I think a lot of people have stopped watching the show and just listened to podcasts yeah. by now because they're more entertaining yeah. than the same thing every day. And there's a woman named Taylor Nolan and she was apparently on Paradise.
1: Oh, she was on Nick Vial's season. Nick Viall,
0: straight up. Then... Wow, I don't remember. I watched that season and I don't remember. She don't was on
1: Paradise, him. actually. Uh, that's the
0: only thing I, lo- I saw online. Oh, she was yeah, on Paradise. Yeah, that's the only okay. thing that I read.
1: Oh, yeah, she was with Derek and I think they were engaged.
0: Wow, okay. So then <laughs> she's a part of, and she's a person of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's in, in some kind of podcast, and she's a therapist, a licensed she, therapist. Yeah,
1: she's a mental health counselor. So
0: this is, again, if you don't want any cancel cancel culture talk, then you can probably turn this off. It's still the kind of thing that's the ongoing debate, but it's, again, it's our, we talked about it in the last couple of episodes, it's kind of our society self-regulating in a way, and there's some good and some bad, like anything when you come through growth. So this was a little bit of a juicy story. So what happened? She has been like this, I've done the work. I'm doing this, telling people how to treat people of color and how to go about She's these been situations. A big,
1: big advocate, especially within Bachelor Nation of being more diverse and
0: anti-bigotry. Yes, which is great. Anti-racism. And that's what we want. But really, I've heard a couple of clips, and it's kind of calling these other people out in a place of superiority, I felt like. but, that's okay if you're a person of color and you're supremely offended by this, then I totally give you the, go ahead and say whatever's on your heart. But it has come to light some of these tweets. Have you read any of these yeah. tweets? They're pretty it's brutal. Bad. I this
1: is Very explicit.
0: I've talked in my about my past and the things I'm uncomfortable with about what I said in high school and the cringy things that I think about that I said, and I don't think I said anything close to these things. They were always trying to get a laugh or trying to get a smile on somebody's face. It was, and this just seemed like hatred. This was like making fun of fat people. This was making fun of a lot of Asian people people. and gay people. And so it was very surprising. Mental
1: illness. And again,
0: there's this whole philosophical argument that none of this, the bad things she said, takes away from the good she's done and probably people she's helped in therapy. That's Mm -hmm. all great. And I think it was a Star Trek quote. I'm trying to get it off the top of my head now. It's like uh, all the good things you do can't possibly erase the bad things you've done. Just as much as the bad things you do don't erase the good things right. that, that you've done and Star Trek a million quotes I, I don't that show is kind of boring but it has a lot of good philosophical mm-hmm. quotes and so that's the situation I have here if she's calling for people's jobs and their livelihood while she's a acting therapist, I assume. Yes, yes. And still has time to do a podcast. What kind of therapist has the time to do a podcast? No, <laughs> <Just kidding>. me. <laughs> but, no. I was like, <laughs> But it's just this, uh, it feels really icky. It feels gross. And I have this overwhelming sense of everybody's got skeletons in their closet and what you're doing. And I really, I dis, I think, again, I think we talk about accountability. That's a huge yes. word. You need to be able to grow and change. And that's how this world would get better. But no like canceling anyone because again, I just feel like the demographic for this show is divorcees. This probably isn't fair to divorced middle aged women, uh, sitting at home, and those are the ones in my mind tweeting, Fire Chris Harrison, fuck this, fuck that, kill everybody. And I'm like, <laughs> That person, it's so much we talk about this a million times, it's so much easier to call someone out for their bad shit than to acknowledge your own shit. Your own. And work it out before you get there. Now, this is also complicated. And I don't know if you've seen any of the apologies she's made since. And I'm just like, after her calling out people for their apologies, I'm like, how can I listen to this?
1: Well, the big critique with her initial reactive apology was that she downplayed the harm her words did. And instead was like, but I've done the work and, like, I'm – like, put herself at the forefront.
0: When it's not about her. Which
1: – and and this is, you know, somebody who kept holding her, holding her accountable was like, I'm holding you to the same standard you've been holding other people and, like, you have to grow and learn from this. From my understanding, she's taking it seriously and well, but it is, like – and I almost get scared to even say, like, I really am not somebody who's about, like, if somebody – fucks up and like makes a mistake like really tearing them down and maybe that's because I just recognize I'm not perfect right and to be and I want if I'm if I am going to be receptive to learning and it's not okay it's not a black person's responsibility to monitor their emotionality in calling somebody out but the critique oh, I don't even feel comfortable
0: saying yeah it's that. really hard to to navigate this situation because we're not people of color yeah and that's what this whole thing is and man I feel I just I can't help but feel with the rise of crime on Asian people too it's like there's so many <laughs> unrepresentative people yeah. who are just as affected and again, see, I don't know the right way to say this either. And we're trying to do the best, as you know, as we do on Love on the Brain. And I think we do okay. And again, we're not – it's just such a difficult situation. It just feels – I can't tell you anything besides just feel so icky that people – the hatred that people spew onto other people online. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem like we should leading with the form to be human is to make mistakes and to err. And until we kind of accept that fact, then I don't know if anything can change. Well, and
1: here's part of the problem too, which we know with social media has its downturns is Rachel Lindsay deactivated her Instagram following all of this because of the
0: things that
1: were being said in her direct messages. And um, somebody else I follow. Her name is Becca Martinez from the um, franchise. She is um, Latino, half I think half Latina, but passes white and speaks out about injustice and and racism. And she gets these awful oh, like N word, like lover, like hairy because she doesn't shave, right. bitch, like no, all everything this stuff that you can think and of. And Instagram doesn't monitor. Or say that that stuff goes against community guidelines, yet she posted a, a picture of her, you know, young child's, like, enjoying the weather outside with her um, shirt off, and they right. banned that. Yeah, and, right. Or banned birth, or, yeah. like, all this stuff. And it's – Instagram's community guidelines are not – they're embedded with this bias, and they're Absolutely. allowing these things to happen. Well,
0: again, ugh, there's so much to get into there even with, with social media, too, because – but is it Instagram's responsibility? I know,
1: free speech, blah, blah, blah. But like, look at
0: the, look at the social dilemma, the documentary on Netflix. I'll tell everyone to look at it. It's designed to addict you, to but make imagine, you addicted, to be a business. But imagine that
1: feedback of you're about, you send this charge, you're probably not even thinking. or not even in your conscious mind because when you send something, you can just delete it and not even think oh, about so easy. that thing that you did. But if you go to send this thing and Instagram says, I'm sorry, we cannot send them. This is against our community guidelines. Please Prefer, yeah, then you're getting an immediate check of like, oh, shit, I think something I said was really wrong.
0: Right. And then it becomes whose this, decision is that to make God of Instagram? Instagram is a is a is a is a vitriolic drug designed for business it's designed to make money that's what and again this is what it all comes down to so it's all about the responsibility of society and each human being and i think in our society that's gone away and especially in america with the capitalism again it, yeah that we talk about it on it's the dollar is more important than the soul and until that completely changes this stuff like this is just going to continue to happen so the thing to do would be to boycott instagram boycott the bachelor and it, it's it's hard because you know it's how do you treat these things and I the thing that brought up for me was growing up as a kid. There was I finally was able to go on Xbox Live. I think mm-hmm. I, we weren't allowed to have video games until mm-hmm. I was probably sixteen or seventeen, and maybe actually no, it was before that. It was probably like thirteen or fourteen. I got on Xbox Live and. My skin is completely thick because the things that old men, <laughs> men would say to me, a, a young boy voice hasn't dropped yet. Call me the N word every game, every game. Call me F word like the gay one. It's just like <laughs> it's all everything you can think of wow. every single thing. And of course, me being privileged, it didn't bother me because none of those things. First of all, you know,
1: none of them were, it doesn't yeah.
0: matter because I'm, you know, a heterosexual white male who had friends to have confidence. And so it didn't it was funny to me. It was more funny, but that made it seem okay to me too. Because so then I would spew it back to people and it was never a big deal. And I quit video games for years, just started playing recently. And to your point, you can't say, those words, one single N-word or F-word gets you banned. For So maybe, right. it, it, and that's um, Microsoft. I, it depends on the leader of Instagram would have to go in. I know like Twitter has come a long way with even suspending Donald Trump. Right. But But you're right. I also believe in full free speech. And in free speech, you get... Like you can say whatever you want, but you also should have to face repercussions for what you say. You know, you don't, you don't go to jail. That's what free speech is. You don't go to jail, but you face repercussions from your job or from your family or your friends. And the the big thing is uh, anonymity too, to being, again, people sitting at home feeling like, and a lot of times if you're sitting at home on the internet, your life isn't that great. So you think I've went, I've been disadvantaged for whatever reason. That doesn't so matter. why do
1: I care about how this affects yeah,
0: somebody why, else? I, well, it's, it's basic psychology where I'm going to make someone else feel bad because I feel bad as well. And they don't, they don't half the time. They don't mean these things. They say the meanest thing that they can think of. That's what I think. I think they say the meanest thing that what's going to affect this person. It's me calling them terrible, terrible names, even though I don't actually believe that. And it's just a, such a shitty part of humanity that again is being unearthed people are always like this but now everyone has a voice right and i think that has a, a lot to do with it so all this to say i think one of the i'm trying to think of solutions right what are what are the things i can do and one thing that brought up to me my sister being also a child psychologist or child therapist i don't even know what you call yourself but uh, <laughs> we need to be child
1: and family third
0: we need to be teaching our children Because let's face it, most adults are uh, pretty much a lost cause. We need to be (laughs) teaching our children that, first of all, you can't know or judge someone's humanity from five minutes hearing what they do at a party or an extremely edited piece of reality television show or a curated Instagram to even a podcast you do for one hour a week. I could be whoever I want on here for, for an hour a week. So you have to realize people are so complicated. And nuance, and filled with trauma and unique experiences that we need to lead with acceptance and just a growth mindset. I guess, especially me as a white male, that's what I'm going to do. Lead with just acceptance and just being, I'm not going to cancel anyone who didn't rape or murder or assault anyone. I just feel like everyone is the same amount of value. It's okay that you make mistakes. Accountability is the word I love that you always bring up. It's just make sure you just take accountability to your actions so then you can grow. I just think
1: I worked at a um like a young adult center. It was like a halfway house between like a treat full treatment center and going back into like independent life. And their big tagline was accountability is love. <laughs>
0: that makes a lot of sense <laughs> like, to they
1: say, me. Accountability is love. I like bro. that a
0: lot for sure. It's um, but it
1: is. It's like and I teach this all the time. Not teach, but like one of the things that I'm constantly adding into this process of child and family therapy that I do is emotional accountability nobody's responsible and nobody has the power to make you feel anything that is your choice which means you also do not have the power to change anybody or make them feel anything it's a complete choice and I think the more we can open up to like kindness and compassion towards ourselves and understanding of like my behavior and why I'm behaving this way and what emotion it's coming from and how to process that emotion. So I don't have to act out. It would just, there'd be so much different like because most of us, like we don't prioritize emotional intelligence after the age of five in schools. And so most people are stunted in emotional intelligence at year five. I
0: heard that before too. And so
1: if you look at it that way, like all these cognitive, like adult ways of acting out words cancel whatever they're all telling us something they're communicating to us a challenge that we're having and it's up to us to decide okay what is that how do we do something different that's more sustainable yeah
0: i something that i did my whole life i was kind of natural but always helped me it's like you can only again accountability you can only really focus on how you feel and how you treat others right so it's um i questioned others actions when somebody did something mean to me like why am I doing this if someone else is being racist or mean has old tweets what happened to them in their life that made them happen like this that I can avoid in myself or something that I can see in myself very difficult to do there's no one-size-fits-all answer as I always like to say but again personal accountability and accepting and leading with humility and love,
1: empathy,
0: in empathy seems to be the right thing. But it's really hard when you don't Buddhist when you don't have the life word. that you want yourself. Yeah, it's so hard to be empathetic towards anyone else, regardless of gender or fucking race or whatever.
1: And if you were never shown any empathy, then how that, are, you where are you supposed your tools? to develop it? it? takes.
0: That's why I give so much credit to people who come out of broken homes, for lack of a better term. Yeah, and. Do the work and and, fo- and try to get to the place where so they can break that generational patterns that right. we'll get into more in this obvious episode. Right. Um, also, the fact that she's a therapist, there's something there that yes. feels so gross to me. And again, I'm around a bunch of therapists. You guys are great, <laughs> and there's just, but there's also something. It's like the final form of that basement dweller where it's like, it's like, it's almost you get to this spot and this happens. I see it in doctors, politicians, you get to the spot. I don't know. Cause you've said, you've met so many more therapists than I do where it's almost like, well, I'm doing this great stuff for the world. It's
1: a power dynamic.
0: I'm untouchable. It's
1: a power dynamic. And it's something, you know, I even have to check myself of being or being, cause oftentimes your clients will put you in the role as expert. Right. As if I know immediately, all, right immediately kyle and like i i thought this too when i i was an intern working with families they don't know that i'm just an intern i've never done this before but they're trusting me with like everything and i'm just like okay yeah like this is what i know but i'm just being a good human there's
0: not the time they don't think about the time where you were lied about being your 21st birthday at ra exactly kyle and
1: you know did a bunch of other things which
0: is all great I think that you need to be in the full spectrum of humanity. You got to experience all those things.
1: I know, but I think it just there is this power dynamic that taking on a therapist role with a client, you have it is a, a privileged role to I take can't,
0: on. I can't see it not being some sort of you know. There is an extra
1: responsibility there is in in taking that role and yeah it, it can put you in this like i know all and right. I, I get it sometimes of like yep i'm the expert i know exactly what i'm not I'm doing. a therapist and, and i
0: get some of that for yeah. myself too i think it's natural too but <laughs> totally. I, I definitely you're getting
1: paid for your time mm-hmm. and you're listening and it's and like oh i'm this um, money into what you've worked for i'm it this is. beacon
0: of healing of the yeah. world and i can do no wrong and, and that's the tricky health, situation yeah. i think As I meet a lot of people out here and I'm kind of diving into the world of spirituality as well, there's a very fine line between this narcissism, (laughs) self-centeredness and spirituality. It's it's hard because once you kind of get to that space, it's like, oh, I feel this uh, obligation and I really feel the earth and the soul. Now I'm getting off to this tangent, but it's like. You have to watch yourself and realize that we're all human. You're just as human. No one's more valuable than anyone else. And I kind of felt the tone. No
1: one's perfect. I felt the know? tone
0: in Taylor's Instagrams and stuff. It was still like a bit of, oh, I've done the work. You guys have no idea what you're talking about because you haven't done the work. And that right. since didn't feel good to me. I don't know. It's, it's an age-old argument. I mean, altruism in general. And I don't know. Again, if the... All that matters is that people are getting the help. I don't know if she's like she's up for her mental health, whatever that means. Her her mental health license is being up yeah, for. Yeah, I guess the if board If she's is still doing really good it. things for people, then it's uh, then it's okay. As long as again she needs the, another step of accountability for this particular thing. I don't like taking the tweets from seven years ago and applying them to the person you are today. But she was doing that. <laughs> she was doing that to other, people. other people. That's well, why it feels so gross. The,
1: the hypocrisy of. The whole thing is what's hard to swallow for her, I bet. Is yeah, oh shit, like I've been on a high horse this whole time and, and love, probably. Oh my god, probably
0: got a lot of praise from women, and, and people especially of color. recently, yeah, like because she's on the right team. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, no, how about we all just be on the same team? I know it sounds like ridiculous, but it's uh somewhere where I'd like to get to. I think again, this gives me more, more ammo to my argument that we should, again, going back to the children, teach them to not have your idols be on the fucking bachelor <laughs> and it's a government problem too because in other countries you have so well-known scientists and you know cl- people who believe in climate change in Arden from New Zealand and those should be your role models right and it's just like but that's not what our society curates I don't know whose fault it is it's kind of it's kind of what we want it's not it's like the individual every they're giving us what we want and it's so sort of that what the collective wants is this beauty and this uh, god it just feels like again teaching your kids look up to the right people read the right books don't take this bachelor stuff too seriously like we do i don't know that's just what i'm getting getting oh don't put anyone on a pedestal everybody's you know human beings and just accepting that in learning and growing
1: yeah and that comes from recognizing your own humanness and mistakes and errors and being able to learn how to take accountability for those very difficult you can't show somebody else and hold them to the same standards unless you do it to yourself, so.
0: All right. Exi- That's that. world problem solved. <laughs> Existential <laughs> thoughts and philosophical arguments aside, we promised we'd break down these episodes. And uh, even though this episode was pretty boring, we, we've got three awesome women left. That we can't. They're all fucking cool. We're getting cool. close. Uh, and it's also, Matt, even Matt's even awesome, too. That. Matt's an awesome guy. Do you agree? I love Matt. Yeah, Matt's great. Matt. He's not a reality TV star, but he's a great no. dude. He's just like, I would love to chill with and them. And
1: it's not his fault. I mean, on no. the women, we didn't say this, but on The Women Tell All, they showed so many dates that they never... God, it's production's fault Like yeah, the, the season very is odd. so shitty we're going to try like... to get
0: somebody from production on. I don't know if they want to keep their job if it's a good idea to come on a podcast or they like can this. give me
1: a job of therapist
0: there, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> anyway so we are going to uh, after we come back break it down with the turtle man Matt and uh, we'll do the best <laughs> that we can so don't go away or go away whatever <laughs> Tired of not succumbing to society's pressures to fit in? Have you been brainwashed into thinking that your physical appearance is more important than your mind and heart and soul? Don't think that becoming a kinder or more active and healthy person will lead to -to day-to-day satisfaction and raise your confidence levels naturally? Well, worry no more. Here at Starship Surgery, we do every procedure imaginable. Breast augmentation, facelifts, liposuction, tummy tuck, nose jobs, butt implants, testicular augmentation, you name it, we'll fix it. Even if the word fix implies that there's something wrong with you, we both know that you're absolutely perfect just the way you are. And as of March 2021, even phallus enhancement will be available, length or girth. Do you want to fuck your face up beyond repair instead of dealing with the traumas of your own childhood? Starship is here for you. Running out of time to find a rich, soulless man to marry so he can give you a life devoid of any type of honest actual fulfillment? Starship's got your back. Hell, you wanna go cockless with your dear old Uncle Fred? Fuck it, it's not our body. At Starship Surgeries, our number one goal is to basically rob you of money that you could use to really better the world. and make you think that your life will improve once you change your body. Go online to starshipsurgeries.net and set up an appointment today. We built these titties. We built these titties and these cops and balls. Built these titties. We built these titties and these cocks and balls. All right. Welcome back. And so then there were three. Sweet, timid Rachel, bold, beautiful Michelle, and strong and smart Brie, all fighting for a grueling eight weeks for the heart of a slightly above average black passing white man with a nice body. <laughs> and maybe if they're lucky, a short-lived social media enhanced fake relationship. Uh, the real victory here is the career, I think, in my opinion. After I've thought about it, like Instagram influencing, when I hear that, I get so angry. But... It's really just being hot and showing off and traveling the world, and I hate on it because I'm envious. I would love to be hot enough sure. to, be, and then I'd have a platform to give my true thoughts out. Or at, there's probably. like,
1: if, like I follow a lot of women who have been on the show who become moms, and they just turn their whole mom platform. Yeah, into because that's the a thing. huge like, platform. Man, that is a goal. Of it's mine.
0: really cool. I don't I'd fault to any do of that. them for doing that. It's, I think it's, and it's like it could be fulfilling too if you're giving out the right totally. information. Like, well, I this said. woman
1: now wants to become a birth doula, which I'm like, oh my god, this is great. She found her calling. I really, I, I
0: think these three girls they're in love with Matt and like we said Matt's amazing but the real prize is the career because there's a thousand Matt's right don't you think for all these women there's a thousand Matt's to choose from there's
1: not there's no guarantee with the amount of time that this person might even work out and so it is almost worth it of like what I could possibly get from If you from really believe this. in
0: something, I have no problem with that at all for both sure. for anyone. Anyways, I'm obviously in a righteous mood today. I'm really
1: losing faith in the process. <laughs> I'll
0: try to keep it down, but it's. It a, used
1: to be more romantic.
0: Well, I mean, but maybe know.
1: I was more illusion.
0: There's still illusion. some romance going on here. It's and real. I could feel it. Yeah, disillusion's probably. It's fantasy sweet week, so it's as romantic as it gets, and so we're probably gonna have three intimate dates in this episode, and the first overnight goes to Michelle.
1: And Rachel does not like that.
0: No, Rachel will get to Rachel in a second. She is losing it a little bit late now because she's obviously very in love with this man. Before we got to the date, we get hit with Matt's father.
1: Boom, lot.
0: Finally, he's back from getting those cigarettes. I um, And then they, we have the commercial cliffhanger, classic Bachelor. And then Matt first talks about how he has trauma with commitment because of his dad leaving his mother. And we talk a lot about how our model of relationships is so obviously shaped by our parents, yeah. right? Our, our, oh. our relationships are, are, are well, shaped yeah, by our parents. I talk
1: about this with Max sometimes because we have very different ideas of what an argument means. Mm. And I always remember... Like, mom and dad may be having some tension, but they would go into their room. Yeah. I remember. That does ring a bell. But then come out loving each other. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, like, I have no problem. Like, an argument to me isn't a big deal. That's or, so like, interesting you bring that up. Or, like, our couples just have arguments or we work stuff out and then we always love each other. And so, for me, like... I. I know what the end result is, but for Max, it's different.
0: That's so. fascinating. I have problems with that in, in all relationships. I think an argument is a beneficial tool because yeah. it gets out the truth. But other people will say, "Well, I don't want to get into an argument." That yeah. means we're losing. Like that's kind of like a negative right. connotation. Where I don't really think of it like that. So it's interesting that you say that. And it's like no, you know, people are gonna people who are in a romantic relationship are gonna have the same. Models. You might have similar, like a like a strong, you know, moms uh, for Brie and like Matt. They both didn't have their dads around. Uh-huh. Maybe that's kind of similar. But it's so interesting how we incorporate our relationships through what we see in our parents. Mm-hmm. And another reason why just being good parents is just oh, so beneficial. Gosh, I really
1: cannot. And mom and dad weren't enough.
0: perfect in any way. No, they were fighting a lot. People. Yeah, good enough <laughs> makes a lot. Of, <laughs> good enough <laughs> makes sense to me. Uh Even that seems to be seems to be kind of hard (laughs) uh so okay this is what i wanted to ask you this is why i believe the secret to changing the world is parenting and jamie what if i brought up the idea of a parental license this is not a new philosophical discussion, mm-hmm. not in like a job application or a driver's test. What are the ethical implications, do you think, of having a test to be passed? You know, maybe I guess you could do mental health based, nothing too difficult, not like an intelligence test or anything like that. But just uh, this is obviously a huge ethical argument, the yes. right to life. But I mean, we we snapped off D- Darcy's ovaries. That's not I fair.
1: I so sad. <laughs> Good one, period.
0: So what do you think? Have um, you ever thought about it?
1: I would be lying if I said I haven't thought about in all of the work I've done with kids with extreme trauma that, wow, these people really weren't ready to take on this role of parenting and it's caused struggle for their child.
0: Which in turn can also be a good thing if it's the proper amount of struggle, which is why this argument is so I
1: think the problem, obviously we come from like, this is a very light version of forced sterilization which happened in many <laughs> very awful um ways in specific communities um and there's just no how do you regulate that you can't regulate that and there's yeah. and there's not equal access to birth control or um education around it like it's just not possible and so i just think more and more education offering education more widespread there's a um, nonprofit that my center is a part of where, you know, there's these parent nights where um, in more um, like populations who are below the poverty line, where if they show up to this parent night to get education on certain parenting tips, they get their electric bill paid. Wow. For a month. And so like creating incentives for underserved communities to who wouldn't otherwise have this education, Show up for that's this probably education. probably the best
0: idea I've heard so far. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't – if you just told me black and white, couldn't there be any type of – I'm like, no. It's like there has to be the right to living life. And that's why it even feels weird for dogs, you know, because – and I understand. I've read about the pet population can get dangerous if you don't – if it gets out of control mm-hmm. and then those animals don't have good lives. But it just seems so anti-life, you know, in general. If you're a human being, you have the right to procreate. It just stinks that – people a lot of people just don't have it in them to give a shit about their kids or about you know themselves a lot of times but that's just who we are and that's who, what yeah, life is Yeah it's like we
1: all want this like utopia where nobody has right. like problems and it's just not possible and it's yeah. you know like like we've said even if
0: I don't know if I'm looking for utopia as much as just better than this
1: improvement yeah improvement, we can always look for improvement as we get more conscious as beings and and want more you know um equality for everybody i think that's the that's the problem i mean i mean and you even see it in entitled communities which i work in boulder so you see it with entitled parents are also don't have the awareness and education you know they might have all the survival (laughs) in some ways i don't know kyle but like i know because you could afford
0: a nanny and that and that's money that's really good is is everything but i've seen a lot of i was um i don't know Golden's not as affluent as boulder but i saw a lot of like parents and even growing up and acting out like these rich communities or they're just they don't know what they're doing either i'm not saying it's a low income problem i'm seeing it's more just everyone should get if, in a perfect world educated education.
1: bring it into the mental school. health too yep
0: to have so a parent who's mentally unhealthy is so dangerous yeah. i always say how good it was that our dad was predictable like <laughs> we take right because i used to not like it because it wasn't cool or like but, stable and <laughs> but secure. now i think about it, i'm like thank god like thank god he they were predictable you always knew what you were gonna get because that could fuck we your very well taking life up so much so i guess i also want to talk about the process i'm in currently in regards to matt and facing this trauma with his dad that i saw thought was so impressive it's related what to matt is doing here and it's in my dna and i'm not unique. A lot of people are like this. I can push away or compartmentalize bad things that either I've done or that have happened to me, and go about my day um, in my life. But now, since I've decided to stare at them and analyze them and deal with them, kind of like what Matt was saying, he had to do with his father. I'm feeling much more connected to myself and yeah. my in the world, and I feel respect for myself. And it's amazing just what looking the truth in the eye will do for you for the future, even though it's really hard.
1: That's been my biggest takeaway from this, you know, like I got I I had a little bit of like self-discovery in my undergrad kind of impromptu because I was suffering a lot. And um, then I come to Naropa and it's like three years of deep diving into who am I so that when I do become therapist, I realize where my biases are and where I'm coming from and my experiences and all these different things and the number one thing I've said though even though people have reflected to me like you really feel like like seem like you're struggling or like you cry more often now or you're always going through something I'm like but I've never felt more myself yeah, and in my life and it's so worth it. It's I've, so worth it. It's like,
0: to align the future too. It's to set yes. your future up. It's uh, taking that immediate gratification away and realizing that if you're in the process and have faith that it's going to get better. And a
1: lot, and a lot of people who are older than us, like in their fifties or whatever, you know, our parents' age or will say to me and my therapist too who's in her seventies will be like, you're discovering these things so young. And she was like, I discovered these like 30 or 40 or whatever. And she's like, that is just so it's going to set your whole life up. Like you don't have to spend all these years of trying to figure it out. Like if you can get ahead of it, and really invest, it's so worth it.
0: And again, I'm talking about accepting ourselves and that we're not perfect. And what uh, I've been harping on recently is balance and finding the balance of being nice to yourself and hard on yourself, taking yourself and your spirit really seriously and sometimes laughing Don't and not lightly. taking it seriously. All that balance. You would
1: love Bill Plot. Bill Plotkins, Daddy Plotkin. Daddy Plotkin. Daddy. I forgot that I bring him up so much.
0: <laughs> I'll check him out. I'm, I'm thinking about camping a, in I've Durango for my
1: birthday and just finding him.
0: Oh, is that where he lives? Yeah. That's not too far. No. That's... Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, anyway, this is about Matt. So <laughs> uh, in order for <laughs> In order for Matt to get over what his we... His
1: commitment issues and...
0: Generational yep. pattern is what I was going to bring up. He has to look his dad in the eye and deal with it. And I love that. Now national tv
1: dad was not prepared
0: he was not ready he hit him with the oh shit he kind of his face was funny and he kind of started to realize it
1: um i mean he even said like i i'm coming here to celebrate, celebrate you, you and your yeah. success and matt was just like if we wanted to celebrate i take you to chucky e. cheese yeah
0: that's a good line
1: <laughs> which chucky e. cheese you know has its own flair a
0: little outdated
1: but it was a good.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, I yet I think you would probably delight in, in just the, uh, uh, the I
1: have so many notes on watching,
0: this <laughs> watching his dad's face kind of turn when he realized, oh, I'm going to have to count. I'm going to have to account for all this stuff. The smile as he copes immediately with the truth that he wasn't a good dad. And he puts and,
1: up a lot of resistance at first. Like You can see the whole process. Which happen I wasn't of surprised. Like, yeah. It's- well, I'm, you know, first it was like, oh, let's just avoid it. And yeah. Like, Let's brush it aside. Let's not talk about it. And then, then it Matt, was. Matt held the boundary and then he met it with anger. Well, I didn't know what I was doing and you can't blame me fully and you're not like blaming other people. And Matt kept the boundary and then he said, and he had to sit with it longer and eventually he got to this point of like, you're right.
0: You're right, and my dad. I mean, are you still in the? You know, my dad was killed when he was five. That
1: was a little bit more of the like defense. State. That's still he not wasn't, taking
0: responsibility, no. right? That's no. a way of deflection, even yes. though he's correct.
1: He's right. It's and such I a think I, that's I, This a has great, been happening
0: a lot in my life. It's, it's a hard thing to.
1: It's a point that you can get to and offer as like more background if that person is wanting more understanding. Matt was wanting accountability and just acknowledgement. Yeah. Of. How hard it was. Because we
0: talk about this too. Yes, it's terrible that his dad was killed cool when he was five, but he's still responsible for the trauma that he has yeah, led on to his not, son. It's not,
1: you know, which all is a of us, it's a hard thing to tell hard. people
0: who have been hurt and have obviously yes. been.
1: Well, it's part of the process. Yeah, is like you get to be angry that you were put in this position, that this is the life you were given, but that doesn't change. No,
0: it doesn't absolve that you. This of what is your you do. life,
1: and so you need to get to a place of acceptance. That this is my life. Okay, now what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. That's like, that's the thing. It's like you can fight it and say it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. It doesn't change the reality. It doesn't
0: mean you're wrong. And so it
1: only holds you back. And so if you're putting yourself first, you do have to have this grieving process that you get to take as long as you need to take really yeah. but and he
0: tried one more thing his dad tried to go like he looked at him and said nobody's perfect yes and i thought that was a very meta moment yes, of the whole show child. because matt's fixation how we talk, Jamie talks perfect. about on being perfect and he had that little subtle yes. coping laughter did. that i've been known to have he's as like well. nobody's
1: perfect i'm not perfect and you're not like, perfect and, and matt's see, like oh shit. you see
0: like eight weeks of his yeah. <laughs> smile just kind of takes it it's like oh no yeah but again, I would like to give a lot of props to Matt. Who would have the courage to, to be this vulnerable on national okay. stage?
1: Here's the background Okay, so you have some, what the kids call I tea. I have the steaming hot, piping hot <laughs> tea that Emily Kohler loves so much. Apparently, he did go on Instagram and name that this is really vulnerable and this whole thing. Matt. Matt did. Um, it, it's come out since that Matt asked this to not be shown.
0: Okay. But he asked the producers yes, who are- he would
1: prefer that they don't show this conversation because obviously his dad was not prepared. Yeah. That's one reason. Second reason is Matt didn't want, understandably so, another stereotype of, of the black dad. Oh, and again,
0: And I just made a stupid joke about it too.
1: Leaving his family and- how much that stereotype is perpetuated in television and all these different arenas. And so he did co- go to his Instagram and name, like, I just want to be conscious that this is a stereotype. And, you know, I love my dad so much and I love my mom and I would not be here if it weren't for my dad. And like sure. trying to, you know, show the other side. But I even thought like, as I was watching it, like, oh, this population that is is defending Chris Harrison, Rachel, Car- Rachel Kirkinell is now just looking at this man and from their bias point of view is just seeing more of that perpetuated. Cause they're only going to see what they want to see. Cause they're see. only going to see that. They're not going to see.
0: The truth is it was amazing. Of this
1: man in this beautiful. It was a great conversation, conversation with his son. That and like eventually you said, he held
0: the boundary, which is beautiful. Oh my Very God, difficult to do. Matt did, Matt do. did so I, I thought Matt came off incredibly, which makes Matt it even cooler. Matt did something cooler. so
1: fucking hard and yeah. did so well. And I, he's going to be, he's going to do great. And like all of this, not good enough, and this trouble with commitment that he's really actively facing through all of this is going to be his biggest takeaway. Whether yeah. he ends up with somebody or not who knows about the beard, what the somebody. beard is telling us.
0: I thought he looked cute.
1: It's a single beard. Is
0: what <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, as a man who loves beards, I, I disagree, but I, I think he I looks great. I understand what you're saying. You know. I totally get the, 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 the choice. But I really liked what you had to say there. It all makes a lot of I sense I think and it's just
1: conscious, like, yeah that this can per- if you're not consciously aware of how this has been perpetuated in so in pop culture and everything yeah, you know,
0: and if but if you were able to open up and listen to these people as opposed to just reading, oh, his dad was an absent father, but now you kind of got an insight, and that made me feel a little more connected. But the people who were going to go after, you know, Rachel Lindsay, were already going to go after them anyway. Yeah, I feel like it was good. I really feel like it was.
1: I, I loved I think, it. I thought it I was I thought beautiful. it came off as
0: is yeah, and authentic, and it felt felt real. Nice I, little hug and I, kiss. I, I I do wonder who how it all started did they reach? did production reach out to the dad i thought i was hoping maybe you would know any of that no. probably not the original
1: i bet matt did
0: matt was and he had to okay it and say like i'm the on the show and like
1: i'd love to have you on
0: not realizing maybe the and full... i don't think
1: i don't even know if matt planned on bringing this up but right. maybe as he's gone through the journey is realized and you know he had strong-ass women like Bree and abigail who have similar stories coming out and talking about their stories maybe mm-hmm. he felt
0: empowered empowered yeah. and like oh my
1: gosh this is an opportunity here that i could have yeah
0: and i wonder maybe this will help their relationship and, and i
1: loved what he said too of like this one conversation doesn't erase
0: goes back to our that's star trek ha- ha- quote <laughs> yeah doesn't erase
1: all that's happened and this doesn't mean i'm gonna everything's fine and dandy from here on out but this is a great start, and it was just like, oh, these two beautiful black men just having a real ass conversation. It seemed like the dad
0: accepted it, gave him a hug. He did a
1: great job. He said, yeah. "What did he say?" He said, "I." He said eventually he, he broke down and was crying and said, "I'll try to be better. I'm sorry. I hurt you, son. I want better for you." Yeah, I think and, I, and I believe Matt, that. And they ha- hug and a sweet kiss. Yeah. and of course they had to have their little masculine competition oh i'm still gonna kick your ass out
0: you know like they have to
1: add that little lightness after like the intensity which is how they connect and i don't know i just and you know matt comes walking away saying i'm not the man my dad is i don't have to follow in his footsteps i'm Mm -hmm. ready to commit and it just shows like those conversations are so hard and even if you're not directly having that conversation with the person who's hurt you if you're confronting it, I think this is kind of what you're talking about. If you're starting to confront those parts that are those limiting beliefs that come from a relationship and you explore that and grieve it and feel it and hold the boundary and and decide to fight for your needs and advocate for those, you can grow. come out of it and you don't have to be held down by them anymore. They don't yeah. have power over you anymore. Right, and You can overcome and grow.
0: And that's such a great tiny thing that can snowball to a better society because again we talked about the generational pattern and what matt is doing is breaking Breaking that generational pattern which is really hard to do and it's responsible for our generation and the generations that come in front of us to to follow in his footsteps it really hurt my heart when he's you know you're thinking this is why i think it was beneficial for people to see because it was so true that he's talking about his dad you know, I never had to deal with this. Like he, you know, he comes around and he brings pizza. Oh, Kyle. And Doesn't that break your heart? Oh. It's just like I never had to deal with it. My, I feel guilty because I was like, "Dad, go away!" Like, <laughs> like but go- when he
1: starts crying, and yeah, he, looked, he just looked like a little kiddo to and, me. And that's who was like, so funny I, said "I don't that. need shoes." In I don't these situations, need pizza. I need my dad. And in like, these
0: situations, I always picture people as like the baby. Right, yeah. Matt, Matt, or even his dad, well, with his how old being was he? a five-year-old.
1: That's how old he was, right in that yeah, interview.
0: Right, and in his dad, when his dad died, when he was five years old, every single person—if you picture them—I think it's a stupid little uh, in the movie *The Water Boy*. They kind of go over this in a <laughs> funny way, but everyone's a baby, and just they're good, and they're little. great, and they're pure. And I just well, think- it's
1: known like developmentally when a traumatic event happens. If we don't actively process that trauma, a part of you stays. that Yeah, age.
0: stunted, like you said. And we before.
1: have all these parts. Obviously, we all have our inner child. So complex. Our inner angsty teen. Like, and we we go throughout. If it's there's unprocessed emotions or trauma there, then there's a lot of ways we can behave that way. Yeah. Um, and that's how you heal that is you kind of have to go back to that. And Matt did such a good job. Like, yeah, he's really impressive. Oh my God. I really am. You know, even as we recap this, just so impressed with the vulnerability and the, this, the therapeutic work he's doing yeah. on national no, and television this is what is said, would
0: be the best case scenario probably, early on in the show
1: probably the most I've seen in any league oh
0: my god I mean I've only seen four or five seasons but it doesn't even seem close yeah, to no, me everyone else Colton was a baby no, fuck <laughs> sorry no, he that's had not not had his either. own drama. sorry <laughs> but he still is responsible for his own creepy actions but anyway <laughs> this is again this goes back to this kind of experience thing that I'm having on earth it's just you could kind of bring it to a meta state and you see these people go through these traumas and, you know, you want to believe it's for a reason. You, a lot of people say everything happens for a reason. I'm not so sure about that. I just go back to believe that we're on Earth to experience the full spectrum of, we might be getting too philosophized right here, It's full spectrum of emotions. And I think we're all eternal energy experiencing loss and love and sadness and happiness in our own unique format all equally important um i just think because i think our eternal beings is what i hope is all happiness and sunshine that gets boring so you send us to earth to experience these extreme feelings of sadness and loss and there's some, a new there's some beauty in that
1: movie out i think it's Salma Hayek, she was on Dax. Oh my
0: God! Please, anyone who listens to Dax, listen was, to that interview. Oh my I God. love Dax Shepard. I love uh, Armchair Expert. That was probably my favorite interview Isn't of all it time. So good? She is so charismatic. So charming. And I, didn't, I always thought I was like, obviously, you look at her and she's a ten out of ten. Yeah. But she's talking about string theory and she's talking about all these beautiful scientific things, yeah, and Kyle. she's willing to talk about whatever. I was cheeky. I was so like, yeah yeah laughing at herself. I was so in love. Anyway, but
1: sorry the movie, that. I think she's in with. Owen Wilson, which is a hilarious wow, pair, Wow. is like basically they live in a world where nothing bad happens, but people oh, start that's to exactly become what I'm talking about. people start to become apathetic and they don't care about what they have, mm-hmm. and so they go to Earth or to a different, I think it's VR, like a different world where stuff is shitty and like you have to struggle, and then that's they come what back, I think Earth is. Then they come back to their. World and appreciate what they have.
0: Exactly. Oh yeah, I think they did mention that a little bit. But I think that's why. So okay. I'm saying yeah, look, tangent. Look thing. in, but it's a beautiful one. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, like the pain that you might be experiencing while you're listening to this. Just like it's so hard when you're in it. If you just embrace it, and like this is Bill oh, Plotkin's this is me. idea,
1: Kyle. Like, well, we can't have darkness without the light. It's such like you a corny,
0: but it's so thing, true.
1: But it's
0: Buddhism, it's, kind of.
1: Yeah, it's just like you need. It's that Alan Watts quote, like in order to experience the most of pleasure, you have to experience the most of pain pain. for pleasure. You can't have one without the other. It's just not you can't single out a single emotion to feel. And so you have this intelligent, intelligent body that's telling you something's not right. And you get to listen to those hard feelings and find meaning and purpose. That's what's so great about being a conscious being is our ability to make meaning out of what's happening to us.
0: Yeah. And I think everyone, I don't care who you are, you you go through some kind, of, and you might have the resources to avoid it. This is
1: where we should play, Ain't no mountain high, <laughs>
0: ain't But it's true. and then Every, no every moment the is a beautiful moment, even if it's sadness or pain or happiness. Watch or, Inside Out. Oh, well, Inside Out's really good. <laughs> anyway, watch Inside Out. Definitely, it's really good. <laughs> Okay, so. So
1: Michelle's date. Okay.
0: About. <laughs> uh, I decided uh, I was hungry, so I made a sandwich before Matt and Michelle's Uh-oh. date. And it was one of my favorite sandwiches, another tangent I'll share with the listeners. It's tuna salad, but I don't love mayo, so instead of mayo, I use avocado, That's and I right. make the tuna salad out of tuna and avocado. I line up toasted whole grain bread with grape poupon, stick pickled jalapenos in the mustard. Top with the tuna salad and arugula, and it's one of my favorite sandwiches. You
1: ever think about putting everything bagel seasoning in no, that but salad? No, you can put that shit
0: on everything, and it's really mm. good. Bonus points if you're brave, you can also use cinnamon raisin toast mm. instead. It's divine. But um, anyway, I'm all excited to eat this sandwich and watch this date. I'm really and hungry. before the first bite, though, Matt is squishing the oatmeal or whatever between his feet. So I, they have, <laughs> yeah, they have the a
1: Pennsylvania Dutch spa day, which is, I've seen a milk bath. I've seen oatmeal used as treatment for skin. It's amazing. I've
0: heard about what, what show I've is that in where the person had like butter. Yeah, that really was the point where I put sticks my sandwich down. Butter. Literally sticks of butter on her back, and I was like, "Oh god, this is gross." And my
1: dairy-free ass is like, yeah. would I just like completely break out into hives or like because I don't. I've never had like a contact thing, but I don't eat it anymore." Right. So.
0: Yeah I don't know I, I put the sandwich back um, I guess if you took that Did part, you really put the sandwich back? I really down? did I couldn't, oh, I couldn't eat it, it was, When the butter was on her back I was like this is gross And it's not their fault I mean it was hot In a way It was I really hot. If you're Michelle massaging Anybody with anything It's really Michelle great. looked amazing In her white bathing suit She's too. fun I love Matt, her. I really like Michelle too Matt always looks Matt amazing fun. And they pick off I feel like I've always felt Sexual vibes from them Even on their first date I think they had a heavy Kiss on that air balloon If I remember correctly Ooh, yeah. And date. again I was At this point I was Looking, I was like, "This could be the best match of the three If I was just going off of pure chemistry, that
1: one-on-one was really great. Yeah,
0: and then Michelle talks about her parents, and she had oh, a yeah. more privileged kind of like we life than about. that. Yeah, in terms of that, uh, Michelle, I just wrote down it was just very cute. And anything before we move on to the night portion?
1: No, just she brought up really good points of like everybody talks about falling in love and being in love, but what about staying in love? And like, yeah. How important, like that. doing little things when, you know, to show that you still love each other. And it is, you know, there, and I think that's a part of me why I was like, um, I started to see Matt go like, oh, well, I've never had that. So I don't know.
0: yeah I wonder what his longest relationship has been. What
1: that's like. But I think oftentimes we, we look for that in somebody else, like who has a different experience than us who can teach us almost how to do that, you know, cause that's what he's wanting. So yeah. I think that's a really big connection point for them.
0: Yes, then we move to the turtleneck black portion of the date. The
1: turtleneck <laughs> her little black dress. They looked so They odd. look really good he together. He had like a black turtleneck with like a blue like suit. Like he looks
0: Black and blue he's blazer, wearing his pain for the night. Which
1: I've always been told it's in my mind. I don't know. I watched too much America's Next Top Model that like you don't wear black and blue together. I... It doesn't go. A ma- i i have good
0: instincts on things i've never understood the whole matching thing
1: well we do have a neon shirt and <laughs> neon orange neon pink, pink salmon orange. shirt yeah and this does not go with the- some brown pants
0: does that not work i
1: personally like it because i think it fits who you are right
0: but would america's would tyra banks traditionally at that i think a month they ago, yeah, yeah would they, she would she say not- no
1: I don't. I don't
0: know. Yeah, see that I don't. Yeah, I don't fuck with any of that. But I'm also (laughs) interested in what goes with what, and I've heard that too—the black and blue kind of stuff. (laughs) But he looked good. I mean, also one of the best Backstreet Boys albums there was. That's true. What was your favorite song off of that? I like the The call. call.
1: (laughs) The call. Let me tell you
0: about
1: the story. All right. Me and my boys will now just, just to end up, end up in, in misery. misery.
0: See, he knew he was gonna face pain eventually yeah. <laughs> when they would go out. All right, that was before. But yeah, so Michelle phones.
1: and Michelle brings up, you know, I want you to immediately, like, I want you to feel comfortable. I wonder if, like, he mentioned like something big went down because all of the women kind of said, or if the producers I were, like asked him about they something. They talked about it, you know, because she was like, I want right, you to right because they didn't they, talk
0: about it like on TV.
1: No, that but all women were like. Yeah. Is there anything you want to tell him? Right. Kind of that thing. was such
0: a big moment in his life yeah. like when on the show. It's huge.
1: Huge like if you have this big moment of It's all in terms I'm finally of telling my parent for the last twenty eight years what's been bothering me about them, that's exhausting and it's yeah. a huge life deal. And, and this so, is all
0: like forced into these eight weeks God, too. I always go through the we'll intensive up in a bit life too. Yeah. lesson for him. If you take it the right way, which but he yeah, seems I like mean, he is.
1: He just, you know, says it's what he needed to be ready for commitment to put that behind him, and and she's committed too. So.
0: And then, so she's so committed that she accepts the fantasy sweet yes. golden ticket from Wonka. Golden ticket. They hit the bedroom, and Michelle is the first one, I think, to just straight out say, "I love you." That was like there was no. I like the way she said it.
1: But I love the build up to saying "I love you." I don't know if you recall saying "I love you" to people. No,
0: and oh, and just in life. No, for you, yeah, for anybody, like oh my
1: god. I think, um, my, one of mine, and if you want to cut this out later, it's okay. But one of mine, cause what inspired me was she was like, so I really wanted to say this thing and I, he knows what she's going to yeah, say, true. you know? And so I remember Valentine's day with my, my last boyfriend, um, we were at that point where we were going to say, I love you. And. I, th- I said my Valentine's right, Day cause gift. Right, because you
0: feel it before it, yes. it gets set. And
1: I said, my Valentine's Day gift to you is you get to ask me three questions, mm-hmm. and I'll definitely answer them. And I knew he would ask me, like, do you love me? And Interesting. I said... Yes, I love you. And that's how we said I love you. But it's just like.
0: Yeah, it's funny. This it's, big again, build Again, pop culture has a big part in these three words.
1: I agree. And then you date somebody and she's like, oh, love you, love you. It just becomes nothing, really. Right. But it's just that first time is so
0: scary. And it's, it's just odd. so sweet. Yeah, it's this, uh, yeah, This your mouth <laughs> says what your brain and your body has been feeling for so long. But it was a nice. They got a kiss. And most likely a lot more to D1 athletes. I bet they had a really good time. And then they cut to Rachel and Bree seemed Rachel seems to be getting really uncomfortable at this point, which yeah. isn't surprising at all, I suppose. And then they cut back to next morning. Michelle says it again, and Matt gives his famous "Thank you for sharing that with me." Yeah. We we're waiting for it. I'm surprised he didn't say it the previous night. I had to have a drink. And I don't know uh, for you, Jamie, but when I have sober sex <laughs> with somebody, that means the relationship has gotten pretty serious. I know everyone values sex differently we can't tell if michelle and matt had sex but sober sex especially recently for me i've realized is i've only had with a couple of women it's very special to me and sacred and that's when the relationship really becomes heightened i guess me as well i believe i've read it's actually biological especially for women when you have sex the expectations become higher in, in what you want in a relationship whether you want them to or not a drunk little bump and run with no remorse full disclosure is, is nothing it's a completely different category totally different category <laughs> really I would agree which is all it's there's a place in the world for that as well oh, but yeah. I just felt good time. Like good it really see. does like there's something that happens in your brain once you two people become one in this like very romantic setting it's hard probably to sleep with three girls that you love oh. for three nights in a row or that's why
1: I, I, mean, I am I am I'm curious if they all had
0: something. I want to know so bad. I want to see it if I was really up to me, oh, but obviously okay. I, I respect their privacy. So Michelle leaves and I still think they fit really well together.
1: Cute little kiss blow from the balcony. Yeah,
0: that was adorable, I thought. I, I think Matt that, I was says like, okay, she Matt, could be my wife. Yeah, and I I wouldn't be surprised if she won at this point. I wouldn't Cut be shocked. Too.
1: Rachel's nauseous yeah. of the thought of Matt being with somebody else and then of course Michelle walks right in as she says that. Yep,
0: yep, right in the background. And
1: I'll say this has been new since Pilot Pete season that the women and then in Claire and Tasha's season, season or men <laughs> have to go back to one another during overnight. Oh, overnights. so they
0: were able to go. This was alone. this is
1: new from Pete season. Usually they like once you do the hometowns, you don't see the other people again I until the rose that. ceremonies. Yeah, and which so, makes some
0: cool sense. <laughs> and I remember
1: when it happened on Pete's season, I was like, they're making them go back to yeah, the other women. really it's intimate just date. It's just disrespectful, in my opinion. And it's
0: what The Bachelor loves. That's what The Bachelor yeah, production loves. But, like, no. And, okay, so I think... Rachel Brie starts
1: crying. Bree doesn't seem to really care that much. Not as much as Rachel, but no. she still
0: seems a little flustered yeah. compared to what Brie has looked like the entire she season. seems a little conflicted. And Brie talks about the amount of pressure. And I started thinking about that. That's so true. All of these one-on-ones, Jamie, I'm sure you've had days in your life where, like, I don't know, you, you're you just not feeling life. And you want to just you don't feel right about it. And you just want to curl up and watch a movie and detach. That was
1: yesterday. But you can't do it
0: here. <laughs> You can't. Brie no, can't do that well, if she's not yesterday. feeling good. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of times in life we can't. Uh, and you can't have an off day here or you'll get sick, sent home. So there's that whole sickness level of that where you just, your humanity is taken you because, away.
1: Because, and this is the thing of like, am I just allowed to show up sad and feeling gloomy? Like good Rachel did, which we will talk about Yeah,
0: depending on later. who the Bachelor is. Again, and early if he really on loves it's probably you. If, hard. Yeah,
1: if he really loves you at that point, then it's like, because it is getting real. And we'll talk yeah. about what Matt said to Rachel. 'cause I thought that was awesome. But
0: these are these also these big moments of fantasy suite but where you, you wanna remember it for the rest but of the your pr- life. I think
1: the pressure is within I think you're right, of like we need to connect. And I need to
0: win this competition. I need to
1: win this man over because there's two other women and it's almost over, and if not now, then never. So yeah, it's pretty intense. But
0: like you said, Brie looks more level headed than Rachel at this point, and we see the date is a little hiking and camping. I date. loved it.
1: I She's think we would so both like that. Small She's and he's tiny. So Big. It's She's so not cute. like a
0: super outdoorsy woman, but she still seems to be handling herself outdoors oh, yeah, which she is hot. Seem it's really of, hot
1: today. And all our uh, pitching tent innuendos. Yeah, too
0: many. They talk about <laughs> they talk about her strong mom again. And Bree, if you've listened to this show, is far and away my favorite of the three remaining women. But I did notice this time it didn't feel like the strongest connection of the three. Yeah. And I don't know why. Again, on paper, they seem to be so similar. But this is why I wanted to ask you. I don't think we've got too deep into it. Maybe similar isn't great for a relationship. Do you have you like the famous thing people say opposites attract? Mm-hmm. What have, what has your, been your thoughts on that? Um, I don't think we've talked about that on here too much.
1: I've found for me that I mean you're you you become attracted to traits that you sometimes don't see within yourself mm. at times. Yeah, definitely. Um, that like shadow element, and so you can get really attracted to like. You know, those, those things archetypes you're lacking of like, or the things you think you're lacking. Yes, the things you think you're lacking. It is a, a genius human connection yeah. thing. If you're becoming one, you want to become a whole piece. That. But um, I would say with most of the people I've dated, especially with Max, who's definitely like my guy, is we're very similar. Yeah, you have a lot and, of similar qualities. But those similarities sometimes are what's hard, mm. like the hardest about our relationship. you also, also
0: different in a lot of ways too, though. Yeah. Not extremely. I guess you're both earth signs. That's pretty. <laughs> well, hard.
1: so here's the thing is his moon is my rising. My rising and is his moon. And we're both earth signs.
0: Okay. And rising for the people, the 99% of the people who don't know what that means. That's
1: your. Um, that's what you show That's where as. That's the sign um, where the horizon was when you were born. That's why when people ask your birth time, they need it in the place. Because they need to know where you were born, because that's how your whole chart is set up. And yeah, your rising sign is how you might appear to other people, and how you might identify yourself.
0: And would you say the moon sign is the opposite of that? It's the real inner
1: moon sign is your emotional self, like the real you, um, how you nurture, how you. Um,
0: and what is that? What do you? What, what is the sign that you guys share? Taurus and Moon. What is it? I mean, uh, rising and Moon.
1: So his rising.
0: What is it though? Scorpio is, is moon. my moon. Okay. Scorpio
1: moon. My rising Pisces is his moon. Oh, it's Pisces. Both. Yes. So it, those completely complement each other, and then we each have Earth signs. Yeah. So
0: I it's think, a done deal. I think <laughs> he still hasn't asked anything. It's still up in the air. He's going to Japan. Who knows if he's yeah. coming back? We. So I think, since you asked, oh. I, I, I think I think. um I need you need to have a lot in common because if you have day to day activities values, and hanging out values, values that's one. a first and foremost you need. But even interests and likes and hobbies, I think, to share with each other. They don't have to be all of them, but you have to have some similar ones as part of I, I want someone who can complete. Me, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Someone who's the puzzle piece, two puzzle pieces kind of fitting together. And is kind also of as ambitious.
1: humans, like we're geared towards evolution and yeah. geared towards growth. And if the person you're with, like say Bree and Matt, they come from such a similar... Background and like they're kind of so dealing in the same par- spot in life that, that could like make
0: me think growth is limited.
1: Maybe they'll become complacent. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking is like there's really not much else to go from if here. If you're too
0: much like anyone the else, same, then it could get boring. Like I think you kind of mentioned that. stuff
1: happening, yeah. right? Like whereas like I hate. My whole life, I hated being embarrassed. But Max was embarrassed by his grandfather all the time, and so he doesn't give a shit. And I've learned so much about not caring. We
0: were embarrassed so much as kids.
1: I did not. You I responded respond very differently. <laughs> I was the John Quayle <laughs> rolling so down the driveway, right? embarrassed. Oh, good
0: point. Yeah, Whereas dad you, doesn't like to be you were more like mom, or she just didn't give a shit. Made fun of every little thing that I had. No, and
1: I, I could not handle to, it.
0: That's so fascinating how yeah. different it can be. But yeah, um <laughs> anyway. Brie, back to Brie.
1: Obviously we know how this is gonna end.
0: But. We we are hit with the night portion. Brie look shows up looking like a fantasy suite. I love her. She's so pretty. Her smile is just it's I know. Absurd. a beautiful and smile. I always think like You'd see these people on TV. What is she like in person? Because she's so beautiful on the screen. How could and again, it's her. It's not just her face. It's her essence of who she is as a human being, and coming from her mom. I'm just. I'm in love. But then talk about
1: like the nighttime. Are we good for the nighttime? Yeah. Um, Some trauma bonding. Uh, Talk about the trauma bonding bonding, where you know Matt tells her about his dad, and she talks about her dad and Mm. gets emotional, and they do bond on that. I think they really do have this. This friendship and this kinship that with one another. That must be what it is. I think they really have this, I see you, I understand what you're going through. Like, we've been through similar things.
0: Um, I'll tell you what these two turtles are great endorsements for going fatherless (laughs) I (laughs) think I've said something interesting or at least for single mothers I guess you know if anything but it is I did write Kyle
1: I will say like I wrote she's my front runner I think she'd be the best pick
0: I think if I was picking someone for Matt they have amazing chemistry in the morning I don't think it's even close if I was picking someone for Matt to try to give him the best life
1: but I did write she's a little bit monotone in her speech
0: in her limited time that we've heard I really I, yeah, love I'd that. have to go I can watch it again Matt is too
1: would be great.
0: Matt's very monotonous that's true but again it comes back to maybe the, but the who's uncomfortable about being growth. on TV you know? yeah definitely they're not actors but, I, I that's, just, but she,
1: this is when oh sorry,
0: sorry no I just it might be the same thing I was just gonna say she's she comes off as bold and confident to me, and she goes, "I'm hundred percent ready for an engagement." Yeah, she's
1: ready, yeah.
0: And she's in love with him, and again, this always makes me. I'm like, you don't, you still don't really know him. You don't. <laughs>
1: yeah, really but know I've him. fallen in love really quickly, and it's fun, and it, you can feel it. Right,
0: fun is different than committing to someone for the rest of your I life. I think it,
1: I don't think it dawns on you really when you're in that arena. I nah, think it's so. You're right. Saturated that this is what we're doing. That like I fantasize about like when I start dating somebody for three months, not even I'm like oh my god we're gonna get married. So
0: it was an adorable moment. Um, But
1: I will say you know I was paying attention to what Matt was saying, which is so funny because like producers pick what they choose mm -hmm. him to say. But you know after Michelle he's like oh he could be she could be my wife, and then with Bree. He said the same thing. Like, I, I could see Brie as my wife, but it's starting to dawn on me that I have to say goodbye to somebody. Ooh, and I'm I starting didn't, didn't to realize that. that this decision is coming and that happened after his date with Brie. And so it's like, mm, uh oh, did she spark? Like, either it was one of two ways. It was, oh my gosh, like he loves her just as much as he loves Michelle. Yeah. So this is going to be hard. Or he's starting to realize, like, oh man, I don't love her as much as I love Michelle. Yeah. And Rachel, and we
0: all know he's smitten. This by. isn't going to be good. Yeah. But. Nevertheless, he, regardless of what his feelings are, there it is again. He chooses it, the golden ticket. Anyway, they kick out the production. I couldn't help but think this is, um, again, it's a little bit of a tryout is what was going through my head in a way, <laughs> for funny. lack of a better yeah, term. I
1: mean, it is.
0: Sexual compatibility is big for me. It's and huge in a relationship.
1: And they talk all night. They get uninterrupted uninterrupted time from production. They kept saying they they
0: made a point to say that. That is so valuable.
1: They do get to just like talk more candidly about life and what's going on. Yeah,
0: which I love, you know, as I love sex, but I also love that pillow talk right after. I think most guys wouldn't admit that, but it's absolutely true. It's how you kind of, it's got, oh, I'm going to bring this up and cut it out. So when I would have in my high school and I started becoming sexually active, there would be times where I meet a girl. Oh God, why am I doing this? Meet a girl, we'd have sex, and sex would be great or whatever it was at the time. And then the pillow talk was so lacking, and I couldn't mm. talk to them after. And that is what turned me off. So then the next time we'd see each other, I'd be like, hey, honestly, I didn't feel much of a connection. So then I would get hit with, oh, you used me for sex mm. constantly. And the, and the stupid masculine energy in me couldn't be like no, we just don't have that much of a connection. So I felt like my reputation took a giant hit over time because of that, because I wasn't able to admit that it was because of our... We couldn't have a conversation. when I I value an intellectual conversation more than I value sex. And I don't know what I'm expecting you to say to this. Well,
1: no, it just reminds me of something one of my professors said at Naropa of, like, making... I don't know, and... And I'm all about free sex and activity, free sex for everything.
0: Anything that doesn't hurt um, anyone else.
1: But the way this professor put it was like, when you go skin to skin with somebody, the the first you're reminded of the first time you've ever been skin to skin with somebody, which is like of the, the relationship with your mother and that connection and what that relationship represents. And so when you coexist with somebody in a sexual space like that. It's really intense, mm-hmm. and he was basically just advocating for having intimate, emotional moments and conversations before you take that step because yeah. it's almost—it almost felt like once you take that step, it becomes more intense and bypassing um, steps and intimate. And you know, it is this. I don't know. There's just body memories are so much more lasting than mind memories, and I guess like you know, young kids, we don't know that. Like we're not no. sitting down to have a mature conversation. Do you think we're compatible enough to <laughs> maybe have sex? It's like, no, I wanna have sex and it's I whatever tell my afterwards. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what I'm gonna say to your <laughs>
0: situation. I don't know, I just I feel healthy, uh, just outing all of my parts, I guess, in there that that is that's something that came up with me thinking about.
1: I definitely was also to flip it, the person that would have sex in one night stands and be like, yeah
0: eh, Right.
1: That's I don't feel anything anymore. Yeah. But I was never that double standard. I was never said like, oh, well, you just use me for sex because there is a right. double standard.
0: Yeah. Male-female thing going on. I don't think And it's conscious. I don't know. Teenagers, yeah, you gotta. There's a lot before you should be <laughs> having sex, I guess. But it's also something that's just so... Amazing and beautiful. And I couldn't help but watching Brie, and I'm so attracted to her, I was like, definitely a little envious of, of uh, the show that I thought Brie might put They were Bri cute on. breakfast
1: together. Yeah, they the seemed like morning. they were really, they have had a
0: great night. Both of the, the first two dates, they woke up, and you know that morning after, you just you can feel when you have that connection with someone. It felt really present it with did. both of them.
1: It really did.
0: How you dump any of these girls after these nights, uh, uh, I just don't know one. how you fucking do that. One. Yeah, it probably has to after the physical chemistry, and they're beautiful. I all think so I would beautiful. rather
1: be fourth- I don't know if
0: they told Brie to do her makeup before the morning shot too because she looked
1: incredible. Um, all of them because they, the way they set them up on the morning was similar of like and it each sounded it sounded like they had just right. like they gave them something to say because like I don't know who wakes up in the morning and says like I really appreciated right. what it's you like said to me last night yeah. like it is like They wanted to reiterate without us seeing anything that they have a connection. It was, and they were, and the connection
0: was true, obviously, like this whole show. Okay, I have a question. (laughs) If you had to go, if you got to pick which date, first, second, or third on the fantasy Uh, suites, what would be your choice uh, at first instinct? I read
1: Bachelor Data did, like, a whole thing of, like, who got picked at the end and who was one, two, or three, and it looked like... um, third person got picked that seems most,
0: the most that seems because it's the freshest in your mind in the rose ceremony
1: I I would want to be third.
0: Yeah, especially after knowing that. That makes a lot of sense. Rachel just didn't seem to, to love it, but who knows how she would have dealt with it if she went first and then had to deal with the other two women. We're not sure. Yeah. So Brie comes back and Rachel is somehow even more pouty and that's a 10 out of 10 pout she's got. Her <laughs> she's face is very... like the perfect pouty face, right? It's
1: natural pouty and yeah. then her lips literally touch yeah. the nose.
0: She's like... breaking down. No one can blame her. Uh, at least she has the date coming up to look forward to. But again, she wants to be in that good space because she's got a impression. Him to to win. And she's not. And the date. Gloomy
1: weather, gloomy attitude. Gloomy
0: Rachel. And the date is ceramics. And I've always wanted to do that. I put that in the list for future dates for me. Uh, Not for Rachel. She's really, seems like she's losing it on the date.
1: Awkward and uncomfy. Having a
0: hard time holding on. We're
1: just not saying what we need to say. It's just so awkward from the beginning.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to to just come out. Hey, by the way, I'm fucking really struggling. You know, when you're trying to get on the ride. She's distracted. I can't see if this will help her chances. Is just because the other girls are so amazing and their date went so well but i think like someone like matt or me would really appreciate what rachel's about to do yeah
1: just being honest
0: and then she is being authentic she's not faking a smile and i'm sure i think matt will like that pulls she pulls him aside it looks like i don't know if that was obviously set up as well and it looks like then she just kind of opens up and is honest to him And then after she is, and after she says that I'm really uncomfortable, I had a really bad week, all I can think about is you with the other women, Matt kind of starts, he's the first one to say, I think i am falling in love with you before she even says anything. So that obviously confirms what me and Jamie believe. He likes her for whatever reason, first, like, just more than the other two. And and at that point, I kind of looked and I went, okay, this is probably I just loved,
1: like you know, she's saying like, I don't want to bring this up and it's so hard for me to bring this up because I know we're supposed to have a good date. And he was like, there's not a right time to have this conversation. Like you have to bring it up when you you're do. feeling it. And that is such a, it's so hard. It's such a beautiful thing for him to set that space. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways he reminds me of what Max provided me that not a lot of other men no, that I've been with are able to provide of like, I'm down to have these conversations with you. I love to see this part of you. I love when you tell me what you're struggling with. Like, That's where I feel the most connection is like, what? If you can set up a relationship like that, I mean, you're setting yourself up for success. Whereas like the other relationships indirectly might be setting up for, well, we always need to be having this good time. Right.
0: And it's, yeah, it's different. Um, But I just
1: loved how he continues to bring up her near death experience yeah, proof as proof to deal. why he cares about. Yeah, yeah, he's like,
0: how can I We see talk about NDEs
1: without, in, without and in our spiritual yeah. counseling. We talk classes. about philosophies
0: as well. Fascinating. Yeah. Well yeah, wait, can we talk about that real quick? And what classes do you talk about that?
1: Um well and we did transpersonal counseling. And so transpersonal just means like through the spirit or beyond yeah. the spirit. And so Like adding in like a mindfulness lens or a more spiritual lens, whatever your spiritual practice is, and how sitting with somebody who's had a near-death experience can be a really enlivening and awakening moment for them. It's crazy. It could shift their entire life. Yeah,
0: people become these ultra philanthropists. The same thing with like
1: a spiritual awakening. So MD is near-death experience.
0: I think we've said that, but so it's when you like really almost die or scientifically clinically dead, and you see people. I don't know if they talked about this in your class. What fascinates me as I talk about it again on Philosophize, everyone sees similar things. Mm-hmm. They see a light in this overwhelming comfort,
1: Calm and calmness peace. Yeah, comfort.
0: and peace. And it goes back to my eternal energy theory where we are these happiness beings where it gets boring and it goes to that calmness and beautiful. But I could use a little of some of this once in a while. So death maybe something to look forward to.
1: Oh, I'm having one of those moments where, like, I think about the Big Bang and what came before that and freaking out that, like, nothing Ooh, yeah, exists and not, That was one of the no first. Actual that was one
0: of the first existential <sighs> problems I had. I must have been. I me was too. Young. young me I too. I was young and being like, you never die. I'm really. like, there's
1: nothing out there. Your but energy there is. can't be what destroyed. Are what are we in? Yeah, it's a
0: simulation. Oh, I'm going to throw every time. It's a, it's a, time. a simulation. Woo! I think we figured it out. It's a goddamn <laughs> simulation. <laughs> yeah, but then,
1: where does that start? And where does that start? Right.
0: But the people who created the simulation, no. We don't know. We'll see. So <laughs> so I think if you're the theory, like we go after our moms or our dads in relationship, mm-hmm. like we want our moms. Oh, yeah. So I figured if you t- take out of the three, who's the, who's the one who's most likely to get disappointed by a black man? It's Rachel. <laughs> His mom is white. We're going to cut that. Couldn't help but say it. it's true. I feel like Rachel's the only... Three. Rachel's the only white woman left. No, Brie would not put up with that shit. Her mom is too fucking strong.
1: Wait, what are you asking? <laughs> I what
0: think are R- you even Rachel saying? is the most like Matt's mom.
1: Oh, oh yeah. That's what I'm for. Obvious. And, okay.
0: Yeah. That, that's not, <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that's not what I heard, that. <laughs> but it's true. I think, don't you think compared to the, the final three? I mean, we we need that big conversation with his mom's coming next week. So we'll get to know more ghosts of Christmas past. I'm going to cut <laughs> off. <all this> <laughs> okay. So probably inappropriate. Um, the truth uh, takes a back seat for no one. So um, <laughs> so anyway, Rachel's spirits are lifted after their convo yeah. and we move to the night portion. And again, just the way that they look at each other definitely feels something like it transcends so the other two yeah. relationships. Um, I just think Rachel is the front runner. I think it's going to be a shit show after the final rose probably, right? If, the, Man, if they really well, dive into these yeah. categories. So Whew. was... Is that filmed after Chris Harrison was
1: yeah? So it's this, for lack of a better term. I want to get his name.
0: Oh, oh, it's a football player. Yeah. Atcha. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's so awesome. He, yeah,
1: and he has. I forgot he about does that. all these talks, and you know, he even has a talk with Matthew McConaughey, apparently, yeah. on No, Race no, no. And he's great. I remember books. him, from,
0: he's a lot, he was a really good football player, too, which yeah, is a funny so transition. Yeah, so
1: he's going to... Um,
0: good for Matt, too, I guess. Yeah,
1: he's going to MC the whole After the Perfect. Final Rose and...
0: That's you know, the first good decision Bachelor has <laughs> made uh, in a I, while. Maybe it's trending the right way. I'm <laughs> assuming this
1: is like his audition. You know, if it's his audition for either Chris Harrison's job or to be that consultant, even maybe for Chris Harrison. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people who are saying they shouldn't make Chris keep his job and keep him accountable, but.
0: It would be, I mean, that's an, that's definitely if he was to do it the right I way. Mean, that Ancho's feels okay. better
1: than the franchise. So he definitely doesn't need so, to. Yeah,
0: it's just, again, he it's could such help a shift it. stupid thing. But usually,
1: so yeah, usually after the final rose occurs, what they've done in the past is like as they're they'll record after the final rose live as they're showing the finale. Yes,
0: they do call. And so
1: you get like in real time the breakups and people coming out and the audience seeing it. I don't know what they're gonna do for COVID, for Tasha. I don't even know what they did for Tasha. If they even I don't even think they had after the final rose for her, which is Tasha. That was a boring season anyway. Um, Tisha was great Tisha's like amazing that's specialist. the
0: problem I think <laughs> she, yeah. was so, she was so she was too good too for the show <laughs> yeah. yeah I look at some of her pictures I'm like wow but
1: I think I think woman. the conversation this time is going to be directly obviously about especially if he picks her and they come on to have an interview what's been going on yeah so. and if they're
0: still dating we again we don't I haven't read any and spoilers who the
1: bachelorette is normally yeah. is announced I'm
0: sure that'll be announced as well so yeah, I mean that's um a lot before the final rose ceremony.
1: Also he says I'm all in for Rachel. Yeah,
0: it kind of you kind of feel it, not anyway. even hiding it. It <laughs> seems like it just for and it's so funny cuz it's it's not measurable. There's nothing I can pick out about Rachel that I'm like, oh, she's perfect seen. for Matt no. that we've seen. She just seems very Compared to the other two, like more timid that and just
1: Scorpio charm. Man. It's
0: whatever, it's whatever you want though. I mean, I, and we, and I noticed it that first conversation, he could have had his mind up made up in that first conversation. Sometimes you just I see think someone she's the first
1: impression rose. He wanted to get, I think
0: so too. That's what I said originally.
1: Sorry,
0: Ab. Yeah. But I don't know but what's going to happen. Again.
1: I, okay. Rose ceremony. Yes, I rose knew ceremony. Rachel. Rachel, and
0: Rachel. I thought and she my, was going to get mind, the first, first rose. rose I thought.
1: No question about it. But my other thought was, oh, Brie, she'll get the first one. Because I really didn't think... And I feel bad. Like, I really have not been giving Michelle that much. I just personally have not... I've Their missed... Their connection is I've obvious, missed, though. I've missed it. I don't know. I think I'm... From the
0: first date, it felt I like... I think there's then,
1: something going on. Maybe because she hasn't been from the beginning. So I'm more yeah, invested in the other two possible. women. That's possible.
0: But I I'm mean, like, oh,
1: he's going to pick Brie first. Because she mentioned how last ceremony being picked last was really yeah. hard. And then he picks Michelle. Well, once Michelle he goes or- Michelle, then it's like oh, I, I let's literally go. my mouth was my mouth dropped. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And I- then I was like, and then they're really showing Rachel talk about how important he is, and I'm like, is she about to get broken up with? Like, which blind- would be crazy. are we all about to get blindsided? Yeah,
0: which I would have been a crazy. And twist. then
1: obviously, you know, no. Rachel got the rose, and Bree has a goodbye, and it was really sad.
0: Yeah, my first instinct was like, yes, Bree single. Then immediately I'm crushed because I just like her. I don't want oh, her to be rejected. She
1: was. Just I, like, I don't know how
0: you look at that face and don't she pick was her so
1: graceful and just like, she's like
0: crying and sweet. she says I can't be angry I tried my hardest she's
1: like but I can be sad yeah it was
0: perfect and it's like I don't know if you saw that the now her mom's becoming some, somewhat of a celebrity online and the things that she tweeted or like uh, Instagram or something was beautiful too. Is like, but at the end, she was like, You better get that job back, though. Which is what that oh, was funny, had right. a little humor to it, which I love. I just like her mom a lot. So, I Brie, love her
1: mom. Brie's mom, I
0: think, again, she's another one I feel like too good for paradise. I don't know if that's a thing, but I would love to see her as the bachelorette. Maybe a little boring, but I think, again, well, it's been we'll edited. We want to see yeah. more, in the, and but we can't trust that because we can't, they didn't show Matt. So, how are we yeah. really going to trust that they would show more of Brie? But I think she would make for a good season. And she's, I can't get over how adorable she is. I just can't. She's like right up my alley, right up my type.
1: I really think it'll, it would either be Brie, Abigail, or Katie.
0: Yeah. That seems like, or I guess if Michelle gets eliminated, oh, she's Michelle a, she's, would she's be got great. a lot of personality. Michelle would be great. Yeah. I, I, I just still think Katie's is the, is the choice here. The mature. We'll see that. We'll see with the pressure that they're facing and we'll see how paradise rolls on. That's the next thing. There's been some
1: I think Bachelorette's next, Kyle.
0: Before the Bachelor in Paradise?
1: Usually Bachelorette starts in May and ends in like no, early July. Year, and then Bachelor in Paradise starts oh, in August. I
0: thought there was a I thought there was a fall and a winter season of the Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I thought it oh, was a Oh, I always guess you're September. right. We went
1: we went from right because we were delayed. So Because Bachelor in Paradise
0: is summer. You're right. Always. It
1: might, it's always in August. So how it normally goes is the Bachelor. Happens and, and then, then oh, you're right, the bachelor oh, goes in May. But what happened was Claire's season was delayed, and it was supposed to be in May, mm-hmm. it got and there delayed. was no paradise last year, it got delayed to the summer, there's no paradise, and then so the bachelor then got delayed. And so, they're either going to go bachelorette, bachelorette, bachelorette again, and then paradise, or they're going to just throw paradise in there and then start over with the bachelorette. I don't know.
0: I'm just craving for some paradise, I think. I, I would like a little paradise I would love
1: August. a little There's paradise break. All
0: these three seasons have had some really good contestants that I think could make for a really good right, cause paradise. Right, because then if, if they have
1: another bachelorette, they have a whole nother round. Right. And then they have to add. Yeah,
0: it seems, I think that's, that's. I don't know. We need a paradise explosion. Have. I think, yeah, take it a little more fun and, uh, you know, have some. Have some Serena P is
1: buying bathing suits. Serena so. P
0: has been caught buying bathing suits
1: <laughs> in Canada.
0: We must, they must be patched there. Okay. So next week looks intense. The final episode, it will be the final episode of the first version of love on the brand. I'd like to announce that we will be continuing our podcast in a different format, hopefully opening up an even bigger fan base and uh, getting, you the things you need to learn <laughs> yeah
1: right we are getting those things for you
0: I, um, I feel like since I've been so tuned in and extra empathetic in my life personally I feel like I am on this journey with them a little bit like with Matt and with you know Brie. it really hurt me to see her go yeah. and Rachel is, even Rachel has gone through Huge internally some outside stuff the which who knows what she'll have show. to say big, about big. that so I am I'll and be, if
1: they are together what Matt has to say about the whole thing yeah, and
0: is, is she okay with his beard we don't know we don't know <laughs> things, big things that we're gonna find out next week so our big finale Woo. of Season one of Love on the Brain for The Bachelor will be next week. Okay. Christ on a cracker any last words before we before we uh, before we leave today we'll uh, forego the email that quails is this uh, this is a bigger uh, episode in terms of discussing spirituality all the way to enlightenment to uh, you know down to dad, dad relationships and mom relationships well this is the are. way to
1: take the bachelor it's a jumping off point to deeper conversations yeah
0: and it's, it's like it's not
1: the end all be all
0: no it's not you don't just have to sit back and laugh at the you know and, and, and love the women's outfits and make fun of them you can actually incorporate some big discussion into your own life so any last words on this episode
1: um no brie love you you know we'll miss hope, you hope to see you again yeah and i'm really curious about next week yeah good luck matt dramatic, I, I think Kyle. i like matt
0: after this show i like him more than i think I've, someone I've, leaves you think someone leaves before the rose ceremony or, before. or he
1: breaks up with them before i yeah. don't know
0: no, you're right. There's been that, they've been uh, teasing that same scene forever. Finally going to get to it. He's going to have a big discussion with his with, mother. Yeah, We'll see how that plays Chris, out. Chris and Chris asks
1: if he's ready to move on. I, he says, I don't know. I guess
0: I wouldn't be shocked if Michelle wins, but I'd be surprised. I guess that's a level before shocked. I just think yeah. he really seems be to be in well. on Rachel big time. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't blame him. She's, she's gorgeous and sweet and. I don't think racist. So I don't know. We'll have to. My that theory
1: <laughs> is the girls meet the mom. Mom doesn't like Rachel. Mom loves Michelle, mm. but Matt wants to pick That's, Rachel. Didn't that
0: happen with pilot Pete? Everyone freaked out. It happens almost Wait, every time. Yeah, the, it's feel,
1: like the parents know and they get threatened or something. Yeah, it's I don't
0: weird. know. Yeah. But
1: I think something like that happens and yeah. Matt gets conflicted. What and, else
0: would it be? What else would he be freaking out about?
1: And then I, I don't it's think he wants to save the breakup for the end and I think he goes to break up with Michelle and it just gets huge and he and wonders if he made ruin, the right decision. That might ruin
0: his proposal to Rachel. Yep. Lots of lots to find Woo. out. Monday will be an exciting day. We'll see if we're snowed in here in Denver oh, and yeah. Boulder. But uh anyway, thank you guys for sticking along with us. And it's going to be about an hour twenty today. a Long time, but <laughs> we had a lot of good stuff to say. Yeah. Again, feedback, love on the brain with the quails at gmail.com. We love to hear it. Um, if you want to be on the show, reach out to Jamie or myself. We'd love to. We're going to start having guests on yep. when the season turns. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed. Love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.